Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Hello again, and welcome back to another episode of Alter Your Health Live, your source of information and inspiration to promote the holistic transformation of your health and the health of our planet. I'm your host, Dr. Benjamin Alter. And I'm Dr. Susanna. Thank you so much again for joining us. We just had a little hiccup with the Facebook Live thing, but I think we're back in action. Running on a hot spot here in Carbondale, Colorado, which is where we're coming to you live from. And we are, can you know, our, if you've been following our journey, you've known that we've been on this kind of extended road trip that's brought us up through British Columbia, all the way out to Michigan, back through the United States, and we're winding our way through Colorado now. So we're enjoying the beauty of Carbondale here, which is my first time to this part of Colorado. So we're going to talk about home and what home has to do with your health. Yeah. So, Susanna, what is home for you? What's home? <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like this this has actually come up as a big question in my life as I've uh, as I've grown up. Because I guess well. Just a brief story. When I was in college, um, I traveled to Nepal, and uh, it was so far out of my comfort zone, and I, I felt challenged the whole time. I felt homesick the whole time. I really missed home, and um, by the end of my time there, I I had this kind of realization that uh, wow, like home home is where I decide to make it and home is really I, I i have a firm belief that home is really kind of where your heart is so no matter where you are physically on this planet um you can really find a sense of belonging and community and uh peace and presence wherever you are um because because all those feelings really reside from from your heart and yourself and um but it's funny because here we are, Benjamin and myself, on this journey of trying to find our next home because we just moved from Portland um, where we just weren't feeling 
much of that belonging. So I do also believe that, uh, you know, there is also this external factor, how our environment um, does really kind of also play into our health. And um, you okay? I'm okay. I'm just, it's like, I'm trying to explain how, uh, how the sense of belonging and home comes from within, but the outer environment also obviously plays a role. Yeah, it's really kind of this interesting balance, this dance. You know, we talk about environment a lot, we do, in terms of health. Um, we like, I like to focus on the internal environment of the body to promote, you know, a healing and, you know, to, to naturally promote healing. But we obviously can't forget about the external environment that involves our relationships, um, obviously the environmental pollutants and toxicants that we might be exposed to in any environment. Um, but what we're talking about, what you're talking about is more like the, the sense, the feeling of belonging and mm-hmm. the sense of community and mm-hmm. the feeling of being home, which mm-hmm. is really kind of this, I agree for me also, it's kind of this nebulous feeling that I sometimes don't feel even when I am like quote unquote home and, you know, living in Portland for the better part of five years, I wouldn't say that I felt like I was home in Portland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where, where do you feel home? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to say? Well, I mean, like give, give some, where have you felt home? Where have I felt home? Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I guess the places where I've felt home, and, and when I say that, I feel like, um, you know, an, another way to say that is like, wherever I was in the external environment, for whatever reason, it was easier for me to access that uh, that part of myself that um, that knows I belong. That's a, definitely a better way of phrasing it because yeah. that part of you is always there. Yes, a part of each one of us is always there, but our access and connection to it might change yes from moment to moment and also from city to city exactly so yeah so there's some places where i'm able to access that with much more ease so so such as um well i grew up in michigan i went to high school in connecticut i never really felt quite like like i don't know never really felt totally like oh there's always some little angst there but then I went to college in Colorado and um yeah Colorado felt like home and here we are again in in, in the middle of Colorado (laughs) in the mountains and Susanna I'll, I'll just kind of you know summarize your experience from my perspective the last five days (laughs) (laughs) Susanna has been like a ball of sunshine <laughs> that, um, I mean, it, it's been, you know, beautiful, sunny days, blue skies, like gorgeous colors of the trees, like everything is vibrant here. Mm-hmm. It's really a special time in Colorado. And yeah, I feel like you're really connected with that specialness and the beauty. Well, yeah. I mean, the last few days, I feel like I, I've just, 
been tapping into just this feeling of gratitude and appreciation and just love and everywhere I go, it's so beautiful. And, and, you know, I know, like we said, I can, I can feel that anywhere, but for some reason here, um, it's just so much easier for me to feel that. So, yeah. so <laughs> just kind of, I'm curious, do you think that it is, like what percentage of that feeling do you think is due to your physical environment? Mm -hmm. Do you think that you're just, do you think that, you know, you're, you're out of school and it's summertime and it's mm -hmm. like, you know, beautiful weather mm. and like you're, mm -hmm. and you're don't have anything, you know, free. Mm. Or do you think it's like really Colorado? I actually, I actually feel like it's a greater percent of, of just, of, of being here in this environment because I mean you and I we've done a lot of traveling to a lot of beautiful places yeah and but you've been in you know ob, you know school obligations studying and that's working. true but now I have work obligations yeah. so you know it's it's kind of same same so you do so. feel like your physical environment in Colorado is like really the great you know the vast majority of your feeling comes from the Colorado environment I think yeah I think it does. It does. And well, anyway, I think, you know, what, what we also wanted to talk about today is, um, is how the external environment, how it affects health and how that's even been studied. Yeah. Um, cause there's a, there's a, a researcher that we have loved, uh, reading his work. His name is Dan Butner and he wrote, lots of books about blue zones articles about blue zones and um do you want to give a little snippet about blue zones yeah well it started with um studying these areas around the world where people live the longest healthiest life and specifically they're living like well into their hundreds the majority of people and not only are they living into their hundreds but they're thriving into their hundreds and they're also um yeah they're yeah they're super healthy, healthy mm -hmm. people all around the world. And they've looked at diet, they've looked at um, lifestyle factors, all sorts of things that they think, and, you know, vitamin D, you know, they're in, whether in their sunshine and all these things that they think might play a role into the longevity and health of these populations. And all of them do play a role. It's, you can't single in anything as being the most important factor or whatnot. But one important factor is the sense of community and specifically how these um, elders grow older. They aren't like exiled in, from the community and put into old folks' homes and, you know, kind of quarantined and, you know, sitting around just like looking at a TV with other old folks. They're very much part of the, the family, part of the community and revered for their wisdom and their life experience. Mm -hmm. So that so that's um, one aspect of the blue zones. And then Dan Buhner has also been studying the these blue zones of happiness, which right. is areas around the world where people, you know, I don't really know how specifically how they rate the happiness, how they measure it, mm -hmm. but they find ways to measure happiness. And um, yeah. So Susanna, do you know? Do you want to share about how the factors of these blue zones of happiness? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so 
Dan has studied, he, he's looked all around all the cities in America and rating which cities are the happiest ones in America and seeing what they have in common. And what he found is that uh, three really important factors for making a happy city is, is that there's plenty, it, it's easy to walk around or bike around. So you can, you know, bike commute to work or whatever. And just this um, bringing more movement into the into your daily life uh, creates yeah. for a, a happier body. Uh, another thing that is important is easy access to parks and green space, which, um, you know, connecting with nature is hugely important. Totally. Um, we're huge fans of nature cure. Uh, so, and then the third point is reducing fast food and junk food and making it easier to access fresh and organic produce, which, I mean, gosh, that's such a huge factor for me in my mind. Cause I mean, oh, we've yeah. been driving through so many towns where we just look around and it's like, what are where, these people eating? Where's the grocery <laughs> store? Yeah. And, um, and the energy is definitely kind of like low. I feel like when we go through this. Yeah. My, towns. my energy feels low. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so other other little factors, quirky factors are things like um, there aren't many billboards in the happiest cities and um, yeah, and also like access to good healthcare and stuff like that, good resources. Yeah. So Yeah, so um, these things I'm I'm just kind of noting that these things certainly overlap between like happiness and health overlaps, you know. They certainly do. You know, it's like the health food, um, green space, walking like these are all factors that play into physical health and, you know, the, the absence of disease, disease prevention and that sort of thing, mm -hmm. as well as happiness. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, it really is. I feel like our external environment is another kind of determinant of health. Um, I'm remembering actually learning from an Ayurvedic teacher that the five pranas, kind of the five things that influence health most strongly are food, relationships, work, environment, and I'm blanking on the fifth oh, one. That's okay. Maybe we'll find it and put it in the notes. Work, really? <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, well. Carry on. Environment was certainly one of them, though. So. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, we always consider the environment um, in health. Not always, but, you know, we often talk about the pollutants in our environment and that sort of thing. And yeah, he's come up with I it. just thought of the fifth one. <laughs> right. Okay, work, relationships, food, environment, and thoughts are oh. the five determinants. Duh. Duh. <laughs> anyway. Work, relationships, the, the five food, pranas. environment, and thoughts. Yes. So, and, and, the sem and, and how the pranas work are that um, they can either give you energy or take energy away from you. So if you're in a positive environment, it's going to feed your energy. If you're in a negative environment, it'll drain yeah. that energy. Yeah, I feel like the whole energy balance, um, you know, how things can give and take energy, that's like a huge, we should do a conversation on that. Um, that's a huge thing to discuss, how to kind of, protect your energy mm -hmm. during situations mm -hmm. where there it might be drained yeah. but um yeah cool so the five pranas environment mm -hmm. being one of them yeah i was i was just going to say how we you know always consider environment with regard to whether you're exposed to 
toxins or, you know, mold or, you know, these kind of things, you know, mm -hmm. air pollution. Um, but the subtleties, you know, the individualized environmental factors, you know, some people prefer the city life and actually thrive in a city mm -hmm. and they are healthiest in a city. And I can't say that I don't think I'm one of those people. Um, but you know, everyone has their individual preference. And I think, I think really the intention of this conversation, the intention of this episode is just to remind the listeners how your external environment does play a huge impact into how you're feeling physically, mentally, emotionally mm -hmm. in this world. Mm -hmm. Certainly. And there, you know, if you have, and then, you know, it's like once you have that awareness then I feel like it's, you know, you have the invitation to choose where you go accordingly. Mm -hmm. For example, even if I'm thinking, even if I, you know, when I was living in Portland, for example, I, there were some places, some parts of town, some restaurants, some coffee shops that I just felt icky in. And it was like overstimulation and, you know, the people were loud, or maybe people were loud and these kind of things. And it's like, you can create a little micro environment within your environment right, certainly. to promote health on all these levels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And you know, like we were saying one of the main factors in a happy city is walkability, bikeability, but you can incorporate movements into your day simply by, yeah. you know, walking the stairs rather than taking the elevator. Right. And if you don't live in one of these like quote unquote happiest places around the world where you have access to all the trails and bike paths, that is not an excuse not to move your body. Right. You know? <laughs> but also it's it's not like it doesn't mean you're not gonna be happy either because right. you you know, you can then inspire the community around you to hop on board and, and start uh, you know, moving more, or and then maybe you know, then the community will start demanding more walkways or bike bike paths or bike lanes or whatever it is, and yeah. so then the community can change the city, and um, that's exactly the work actually that Dan Buettner is doing now is mm -hmm. is creating these blue zone centers around the country mm -hmm. where they're in, you know incorporating some of these factors that we've been talking about mm -hmm. to transform the health and all and the happiness of these communities and I, I love to i just I, I read in one of his articles that uh one of the best things you can do if you're trying to just maximize happiness in your life is to make a new friend who's a happy person because if you're around happy people like you can't help but not be happy too it's it's contagious so um surround yourself with you know like what you're looking for and uh and you'll start feeling it more from your own heart so. Well, on that note, like, yeah, that's, I mean, I feel like that's what Susanna is, one, one thing that Susanna is doing in my life, you know, <laughs> is helping me access my happiness. Uh, because I don't know, I don't know, I feel like you just are, have a more direct connection, direct awareness to your authentic light and sunshine. Like I was kind of started this conversation saying how you've been like the happiest person and we we say it's oh it's well we're in Colorado and it's nice and but the truth is that you know I'm a pretty she's a, she's happy, a happy bubbly person. person. She's a happy person. I'm and, a cosmic bubble. And it helps me. So thanks. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but I also feel called to share this, that, um, you know, I started, I started off this podcast with just a brief story of how I felt when I was in Nepal versus like how I felt in Colorado where I felt I, I was in school in Colorado. I felt so just happy and content and comfortable. And I actually kind of came to a point in my life where I felt like I needed a little challenge, like I needed to be outside of my comfort zone. And so I feel like sometimes we can also use our external environment as um, like a means to grow and evolve if that's what our soul is really looking for in that time. Um, you mean through like a challenge? Through, or, yeah. Or through, through a, yeah, I mean, we grow under stress. We grow under so stress. We, 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 you know, this conversation isn't telling you to find your bubble of happiness and stay there yeah because sometimes that can feel uncomfortable too yeah yeah feels, i mean in my experience i feel like bored when I, <laughs> you know when i find that groove when the groove gets too groovy right i feel bored totally um i wanted to also mention maybe about like the actual home yeah what do you think i mean because we've been as I've been referring to it, home free for a month and kind of on the go. And we're in this box that's our van that's really, I mean, I, th I feel like I'm at home here. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's because we have, you know, intentionally made it that way. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm not like a decorator or a feng shui specialist or anything like that, but those things... I haven't studied anything to any of that degree, but I do know how like the actual visual physical environment is hugely impactful for how I feel. Yeah. What about you? Totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Keeping an environment clean uh, keeps my mind a little clean. also more clean. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I think that's a big part big piece for me is uh yeah keeping yeah. things clean <laughs> is there anything else Susanna like in your home like now home this home and then you know in your future homes that is like a staple for your health and well-being that you must like a must-have whether it's a, a tool or a visual piece of art or a sentimental thing or like in the home itself like in the home itself yeah um, well, it's funny. What, what comes to mind is like lots of, lots of light, lots of light. Like a window. Like a beautiful <laughs> window. Just a window. That's all you need to be happy. <laughs> that's good. A bathtub. <laughs> Don't have that at the moment. A gas range. No, I'm kidding. But, um, but actually like, you know, that's when it kind of comes down to, I feel like more the thing that I would really feel home with is like my family, you know? So there isn't like a, there isn't anything in the home besides loved ones that make your home sweet and special. I, I guess, you know, it's like when I'm with my family, we'll, we'll create whatever that special place looks like, but I can't visualize like a thing, like a central thing. Yeah. You know, but what about you? Because you asked the question. <laughs> yeah, well, the first thing that came to mind for me was the Vitamix. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a very practical. Well, yeah. Um, I agree with that. 
but yeah, and then beyond that, I think it's more of a less of a thing and more of a feeling, mm-hmm. you know. So, but aesthetically, like you know, throwing stuff away that's no longer serving, no longer bringing, no mm-hmm. longer adding value, mm-hmm. you know, decluttering like constantly. Right. Um, it's like practice. It's it not. Is. It's not something. I mean, I've learned that decluttering is not something that I do and then I'm done. It's like I live decluttered or Mm -hmm. I intend to live in a decluttered way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. Well, um, anything else? Um, No. (laughs) Cool. Well, I don't want to keep listeners too long because this is the brief live, but um, just a reminder that much more information notes from here and um, we'll put some notes about Dan Butner's work the Blue Zones his books that are phenomenal and much more on the website alter.health slash podcast this is episode number 29 just released a fantastic episode earlier this week episode number 28 with Silas Rao Dr. Silas Rao I thought it was like the most impactful conversation I've had on the podcast, one of them at least. So um, yeah, there's, there's good stuff coming. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. And thanks for listening. And we love you. We love you. <laughs> and we'll check in next week as we, um, I don't know where we'll be, but we'll check in next week. Okay. All right. Peace and love. Peace and love.